This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mark Podcast. This is Kelly King and I'm here with Elizabeth Heinemann. Yes, and we are so excited because today we are getting to do some interviews with our special guests at Lifeway Women Live. Yes, so, and we're in yeah. person. I don't oh. remember which of these episodes is airing first, so I, I just feel either. like I need to say that every time. Yes. So this will sound better audio-wise than they have been sounding. <laughs> and it just feels like the dynamics are better yes. because we are in the same room. So we're excited about that. And we're super excited to have our special guests with us today. We have Jennifer Rothschild and Kelly Minter. So we have had you guys on the podcast before and our listeners know you, but it's still always good for us to kind of just let you tell us a little bit about yourself. So Jennifer, let's start with you. Just give us a brief little rundown of who you are in your ministry. A brief of Jennifer. Well, yeah. I am married to my my husband Phil, who's a professor, so I always affectionately call him my own Dr. Phil. We've got two sons, and our oldest has two grandbabies, and we have a little dog, a Shih Tzu, named Lucy, who literally, I think, allows us to live in her house. So <laughs> I've been that. with Lifeway for many years, and I'm honored to be able to partner with Lifeway and write Bible studies, and my latest is Take Courage. I, you know what? I just got my copy in the mail today, which I had not, because we haven't been in the building. Right. And so I'm like, I am so excited that I, I get to finally do it. Aww. And have we ever talked about the fact that you and I both have a Connor? No. Is yes. it an O-R or an E-R? It's an E-R. Oh, I'm an O-R. You're an O-R. I know. Yeah. And my son is occasionally upset that we he's not O-R because <laughs> it's hard to find things with oh, really? With it written as an E-R. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Things that yeah. non-Connor families just don't know about. And, and That's right. Know. That's true. <laughs> yep. Kelly, tell us a little bit about you. Well, first of all, Jennifer, that was so succinct and beautiful. (laughs) I'm thinking I'm not, I don't feel nearly this prepared and I don't know how to put my life like so beautifully together that way. And I don't have a dog and or a husband. But uh, no, I feel much more frazzled right now. So that was just wonderful. That was so beautiful. Uh, Okay. So a little bit about myself. Well, I am a Bible teacher. Uh, I've been writing Bible studies with Lifeway for, I think, 12 or 13 years. Yeah. I can't believe that. I can't believe that either. No. Yeah, I started really early. and uh, <laughs> You did. You really did. I kind of did. Yeah, I guess a little bit. But uh, I originally came to Nashville to uh, to pursue music and mm. had uh, a path that way, down that way for a little while, which I guess we'll talk a little bit more about. Yeah. But the Lord really redirected my steps a number of years ago, and now I get to teach the Bible, and I get to right and i work a lot with justice and mercy international we do work in the amazon jungles of brazil and also in the eastern european country of moldova Mm. and uh, i'm single but i've got a nephew and two nieces that live three miles down the road Mm -hmm. and they are becoming increasingly complicated and in my life by the day (laughs) the older that they get and so yeah and i i love gardening i love cooking i have some really dear friends and i'm just this is um, it's a hard time right now obviously for all of us for multiple reasons but it, it's a blessing to be here with you all today and yeah, yeah aren't you good. glad that you you did a trip early in the year to the jungles yes like, i did because we were together in california right when you got finished and That's then right. everything kind of shut down it so came to a screeching halt. i know you've mm. missed you've missed that kind of travel haven't you well 
No. No? I, I, you I, have I, a ministry. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. the travel. No, I'll yeah. tell you, I miss the, interna- I miss the international travel. I have okay. missed that, Kelly. I have not missed the in and out and in and out. Jennifer, I don't know how you Me feel too, about girl. it. but Me too. Being home, mm-hmm. I... Weekend after weekend after weekend, mm-hmm. it is. Be- I feel like a new human, oh, and yeah. um, so it's probably like the longest you've been home. The longest I've in been your home. adult life. <laughs> the longest I've been yeah. home, and to the point where it's making me probably shouldn't say this a lot, like out loud, but it's really making me rethink mm-hmm. a lot of things because I'm so enjoying yeah. the the mental space that it's giving yeah. me, and I'm a little bit more present. I said to a friend the other day, I said, I really feel like I've changed. I feel like I'm a new person, and there was this dead silence on the other end. I said, you don't feel like I'm as new as I feel like? She's like, well, I mean, you're always going to be super wound up and intense. But I, yes, I would say you were more present. Wow. And I'm like, okay, more present. That's an improvement. I will take there that. But well, I do feel. You, I, I packed my bags for this first trip, you know, in many, many months. And I keep two bags packed. I don't know if you do that, Kelly, but like I have a makeup bag that travels. Oh, see, that's um, way too organized. But okay. I love people <laughs> like you. Okay, well, see, we could be good friends then. You'd help me loosen up. And you, know, you would help me get it together. Okay, see, that's what I need. That's why we need each other. But here's <laughs> the thing. I have not worn mascara in so many months mm-hmm. that it was all dried up. And oh, I had to buy yeah. new. Yeah. So yeah. you're becoming a new person. I'm buying new mascara. There you go. <laughs> there you I just go. balance the that scale so from great. depth to shallow. But I like, no, but I like that you went without mascara for that long. And uh, it was liberating, wasn't isn't it? Isn't it? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I hear yeah. it. Well, well, all these things we're learning about ourselves. I know. And, uh-huh. and Kelly, you touched on it a little bit in your introduction, but one of the reasons why we wanted to talk to you together is that both of you incorporate music into your ministries. So will you each tell us a little bit about how about that part of your stories, how you got started in music and and how you incorporate it in your ministry? So we'll start with Jennifer and then Kelly, you can uh, follow that and just let us know that story. Mm-hmm. Well, at the risk of sounding succinct, I'll go for it. Okay. <laughs> no, that was a great thing. I loved it. I loved it. I feel I feel so out of control right now. So that just was ministered to my soul. I was like, she's got it together. <laughs> I don't really have it together. But um, I started music quite accidentally. Um, I was a sophomore in high school. And for those who don't know my story, I had just become legally blind. I had lost mm-hmm. my eyesight, the most, the majority of my eyesight, because of a disease called retinitis pigmentosa. So literally, I went from being able to uh, see off of a chalkboard, see, read out of a textbook, read out of my hymnal, though I wasn't a great side reader, but read sheet music decently, mm-hmm. to not being able to see any of that. Mm-hmm. And so when I first got the diagnosis, um, when we came home from the hospital, it was silent. Nobody talked because you know we were all so shocked. And the first thing I did when I got home was I began to play the piano and I played by ear that day because literally the only key I could play out of was the key of C, maybe the key of D. And this particular song was in a more difficult key. So I'd never even attempted it. But that day um, I began to play by ear and the song I played was It Is Well With My Soul. Mm -hmm. And so God really used that. Then music became this place where I put all those, um, awkward and unchartered emotions mm-hmm. kind of worked him out through song lyrics you know not the most sophisticated but just whatever was in my heart and so to do the cliff notes version of the story <laughs> I was in a singing group in my high school and I sang alto and I had written this little song called gratitude 
And so I got my friend Lisa and I was like, here, I want you to hear this song. And so she said, you need to let Mr. Parker hear it, who is our music director. So Mr. Parker said, sure, I want to hear this song. So Lisa sat next to me on the piano bench because I was terrified. And Mr. Parker put a microphone there and I sang this song. And he said, um, I, my goal my goal was for it to be like our group would sing it. And he said, no, I don't want our group to sing it. I want you to sing it as a solo. And you wow. start Tuesday. And wow. so that's how I began singing. And I was so sick at my stomach and nervous every time yes. I had to sit at a piano and sing. But the Lord just kind of opened those doors of ministry without me even realizing that that's, you know, where he was taking me. And so that's kind of how I started. I love that. So, mm. That's so interesting, just that it came out of a place of hardship and loss, which mm -hmm. I think is so much of what we even see in Scripture, the songs right. of lament and, of course, songs of rejoicing as mm, well. Yeah. But uh, we see so much of both in the Psalms. But I had, I, in some ways, I fell into music accidentally as well. I had uh, was supposed to go play basketball on a scholarship, and all of that fell apart my senior year of high school. And mm -hmm. it was so... Um, it was just so unsettling for me and such a painful time as a high school senior. Yes. I mean, it wasn't the end of the world, but it was a, it was a big loss. It, there were lots of things that um, contributed, but it just the whole thing fell apart. And I ended up because it fell apart at the very, very end. And it was too late for me to go to any other school to go play, much mm -hmm. less play at any other school. So I ended up having to stay home and commute to school, mm -hmm. which that was just the end of the world. For yeah, me. You know, oh, you're, senior, sure. you're looking forward to all of this. And as a result of all of that, you know, high school and then freshman year of college, just angst and drama. <laughs> and I turned I turned to my guitar mm. and I began to write songs and I got with a few people from the church band and I would go over to their house and we'd go down into the basement and we'd plug everything into the amps and, you know, play. <laughs> and it was just I just felt so cool. And and a number of years after that, I ended up coming to Nashville, signing a record deal here mm -hmm. with Word Records. Wow. And it was a just a disaster from the very beginning. It I Word got sold by AOL, Time Warner, and they dropped all their new artists. Oh, and wow. then I signed with another record company, and they things were actually going quite well, and then they went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And then I signed with another record company. I mean, it was just one thing after the next, after yeah. the next. Yeah. And... I, the Lord, looking back, I mean, he was obviously using it as a time of real sanctification. And even though I loved singing for the Lord and I loved, I loved ministry, there was still just a lot of myself yeah. in the middle of all of that. Yeah, and there yeah. still is. I just, gosh, I'm ready for myself yeah. to be like that fully crucified, you know, that. Yeah. But then you don't want to go through what it takes to get there. But right. So the Lord was sanctifying me, and what I didn't realize is that he was preparing me for, I think, teaching and writing and still mm -hmm. getting to do music, which I love. But that that process was so painful, and yet, honestly, there's really no— in the world that we're in, Jennifer, of speaking and writing, it's really not any different. You still can bring your pride and oh, your, it's just all still there. Flesh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it didn't it change. It does, yeah, it's yeah. everywhere. And it didn't, and so that whole process, looking back, I realized it was all part of the preparation of what the Lord had mm. for me. And I still get to write some. Mm -hmm. Honestly, now I don't have a lot of time for it. And that's a little uh, hard, but even 
just the other day I was in doing my morning quiet time and I just wanted to sing to the Lord. So I went yeah. and grabbed my guitar and I just sang Great is Thy Faithfulness and just yeah. did the hymn in my living room. And there's something about that that is is moving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I do sure. love it, though. I love music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And scripture tells us a lot about music. And mm-hmm. Jennifer, think about that just for a moment with us. Just what is scripture telling us about how we worship and why we worship? And maybe some of the things you've learned when, as you've done Bible studies. Mm. Well, I think the first thing is <clears throat> we can fall into the illusion that we equate worship with music exclusively, mm-hmm. that that's the only way it occurs, mm-hmm. the yeah, only vehicle through which it occurs. And to me, the musical um, representation of worship, that is the manifestation of what's already happened in the heart. So when we're publicly worshiping with our BFFs and our brothers and sisters, th- that is uh, that is a reflection of hopefully what has already occurred in private in her heart, like Kelly was saying, where she's just sitting before the Lord singing, great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. And so, so I think first of all, we got to always, you know, <laughs> uncouple those that you mm-hmm. can worship without music and you can sing worship music without worshiping, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, but the beautiful thing is the scripture, I think just gives us so many pictures of how we worship. You know, sometimes like Kelly said earlier, it's those Psalms of lament, like, uh, Psalm 62, 8, that we, we pour out our hearts before the Lord because he's a refuge for us. I mean, you read some of those psalms, they ain't pretty, yeah. you know, but that was worship because like Jesus said to, to the woman in the book of John, my worshipers will worship me in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's the beautiful thing. But I do think there is this command, and I don't think, I know there is a command in scripture that we are to give God glory but I'll be honest, there are some Sundays when I am not moving my mouth because I know that my life has not given him glory when I was getting mm-hmm. dressed and on the way to church. And I respect God enough that I don't want to um, just sing a song if I'm not really meaning it in my heart. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to enter into his presence like the Old Testament folks did into the temple, you know, get cleansed first, mm-hmm. do the sacrifice, get get right before him and then bring in the offering. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I know it there are people who do college classes and write books and volumes on worship. So I know I'm not doing it justice. Those are just some of my, you know, kind of where mm-hmm. I land with it um, with worship. I think that's one of the things that, especially when we were kind of in shutdown mode, you know, completely mm-hmm. earlier this year and not being able to go to church and just watching church online, there w- I missed the congregational yes. part of just worshiping together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there's something special about And in fact, my brother-in-law grew up not in a Christian home. And his grandparents took him to church, and he said, I still remember the first time I went to church. And he goes, the, one, the two things I remember, he said, I had to wear uncomfortable shoes. <laughs> and he said, but I'd never heard people sing together. Mm. Oh, yeah. He said, I just never really, like, that was unusual. Mm. And if you grow up in church, it seems kind of commonplace, mm-hmm. but... It really, I mean, like there is something special about that, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah. oh, and, and especially yeah. when you do your cultivate events, I mean, that's a part of your event. Mm-hmm. Of, of, it's strengthening. Yeah, just mm-hmm. worshiping yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I read a study once that um, your body actually releases um, chemicals, hormones, happy hormones, 
that cortisol, I believe is what it was, not mm. endorphins, but yeah. cortisol, when you sing mm. and when you sing with another person, that's amped up. Wow. So like it's it's so cool that when God is commanding us to bring him glory or to sing a new song unto the Lord or make a joyful noise or whatever those scriptures you want to apply to musical worship, um, he's not just doing it for him. Yeah. He's 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 commanding that for our benefit. Yes. Because it, yeah. it makes us happy. It strengthens us. It brings us joy. And mm. it brings us together as mm-hmm. a community. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think like I was just trying to think of non-church events where people sing together and maybe at a baseball game singing the the national anthem that's the only thing i thought of and i was like and that is unifying or like if you're in a boston red sox game they play sweet caroline yeah Yeah, or take me out to the ball game or whatever and so yeah that but it does exactly what jennifer was talking about it brings you together you're all united for a moment Mm -hmm. um for sure so kelly you touched on this a little bit but you incorporate music into your bible studies a lot of times um and so even if it's not in the bible study book like in the videos or um in your cultivate events so what how is worship through song an important part of bible study Mm -hmm. even if it's not like written in the bible study book right yeah well i you know that's a big question but i think that's one of the reasons i really gravitate toward the hymns Mm -hmm. and again nothing there's there the um a lot of our modern worship still has elements of this so it's not that 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 there's not great things there but i i really gravitate toward the hymns because there is so much biblical theology there is so much (laughs) bible truths there that that are really in depth i mean is some yeah. of these christmas carols that we sing have you ever like mm, heard yes. the herald angels sing like you if you tried to do a sermon on those mm. stanzas or they're so rich with biblical truth that being able to sing those songs i think teaches us the bible and mm-hmm. allows us to know that we're singing something that is true and again it's not that that modern worship a lot of it is is a little bit more expressive and we're just we're giving thanks we're joyful right. and there i don't there's nothing wrong with that but i do think that we're missing a a blend a little bit and i mm-hmm. think like for you jennifer what, that's so powerful that you came home from just a devastating diagnosis i can't imagine and you sat down at your piano and you sang it is well mm-hmm. with my soul that is a grounding song and a and a biblically rich song and uh and and kind of a song of lament a little bit and of hope yes of what Mm -hmm. my sin oh the bliss of this glorious thought my (laughs) sin not in part but in whole is nailed to the you know cross and i bear it no more so you have the parts of hope but then you also have just this when the the hardship rolls Mm. like the billows of the Mm. sea and so i think that music gives us this place to express what we know about god and what we know about the truth of god Mm -hmm. and whether it's hard or it's joyful in fact i was on a um, zoom class last night for seminary and the professor is a he's a a scholar in the psalms and Mm. he was saying why is there no lament in Christian contemporary, Western Christian yeah, contemporary worship true. services. And people were saying, oh yeah, anytime I try to even sort of slightly introduce a maybe more melancholy song, it's like, that is out, that is not happy enough, that is not encouraging <laughs> yeah. enough, you know. But, and honestly, I haven't done a lot in of study or, and, and like you said, Jennifer, I mean, I feel so ill-equipped in, on some level to, because I haven't studied this to right. the degree that so many have. But, there are so many songs of mm-hmm. lamenting, and it's different than complaining. 
But right. it is saying, Lord, this is so hard and how long? And yeah. it's a place for us to express. And as you talked about, Kelly, earlier, just being able to pour out our hearts mm-hmm. to the Lord like Hannah did. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a really important part of, of even study. Do you find, Kelly, um, Kelly Mentor, <laughs> that <laughs> when, when you um, incorporate music into the Word— and the teaching of the word and the pro- proclamation of the word, because uh-huh. that's what those hymns do, is what you're expressing, that it somehow resonates in your soul differently, like it lodges differently. Mm-hmm. Like there's some things that lodge in my brain, and then there's some things that my heart relates to, and then my brain understands later. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I love that. Do you see, like, doesn't music do that somehow, like get into your heart first? Yes, and it it's like, I love that you say lodge in a different, it's like, yeah. I love that expression is so beautiful. But it's like it gives us a different way, a different expression, and it allows us to be uh, physically involved in it. Mm, I think yeah. too is like we're singing and we're it. There's something, uh, yeah. There's something about music that's just yeah. un. It's undefinable, yeah. really. And I agree, though. Yeah. I totally agree. Absolutely, no yeah, question it makes about a difference. it. It does. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about the way that we learn a lot of times, like little kids, we teach them songs, and we, uh-huh. you know, yeah, to learn the memory. state or, even, or yes, yeah, right. scripture like memory, that. and just thinking about. And I, I'm not the first person to say this. I've heard it many times, but even the old songs that we learned in, you know. VBS as two-year-olds, like, Jesus loves me, this I know, <laughs> mm-hmm. for the Bible tells me so. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much truth packed into that. And if we can just remember that mm. um, when we study the Word, like, this is what, what this is about. And this is what—and so I think it's such a good—and I love what you said about hymns as well, because I think they do bring us together with the people we're singing with currently. But one thing that, especially during the season when I'm watching church online mm-hmm. a lot of— of times um we've been singing the dooxology which is yeah it's so beautiful and we end every service with the doxology and i was just thinking about how we're all separate right now in our homes Mm. but we are singing this not just together but we're singing it with saints throughout history and so it's just such a beautiful thing with these old hymns like and that's not saying that the new ones won't be that eventually. But right now we're singing these songs. We're singing It Is Well With My Soul yeah. with, you know, with all Horatio the people. Spafford, yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, all the people that have sung them before. Yeah, which is a beautiful thought. Yeah, and it's so um, so great that's not only like unifying us around those scripture passages, but just with each other and with mm, church yeah. history. Mm. Um, and a lot of people may not know that Kelly's study on Ruth, that she wrote a yeah. whole album that kind of corresponds with the story. I mean, mm. I remember when that came out yeah. and just listening to that along with the story mm-hmm. it really does kind of help lodge some things in your mm-hmm. heart the way you said that Jennifer that I, yeah we're going to remember that aren't we that's, yeah, gonna be know, a, that's so beautifully put that's, that's a mic drop moment yeah. yes for sure <laughs> and if you think about soundtracks to movies how yes. like if you just listen to a soundtrack and I actually I don't know if y'all know this about me but when I edit Bible studies, I usually have like a soundtrack that I've put together on Spotify that's like mm-hmm. certain studies. So when oh, I hear certain cool. music, I'm taken back to that. that like that playlist. And it's a lot of movie soundtracks because I can't listen to music while I'm editing. With lyrics. With yeah. lyrics. Yeah, uh-huh. with lyrics. And so, um, yeah, there are certain playlists that I'll play it and I'm like, 
that's you know open your bible or that's jude that's or that's beautiful. whatever just because i'm beautiful. like and i try to like thematically put them together and uh-huh. that, and they're just for me i don't ever like put them anywhere actually but, i think that would be a fun thing for you to share sometimes <laughs> yeah that's yeah. really cool especially it's, with the author they may want to know i that's would love to know. True. yeah yeah, yeah that's so awesome. um so yeah i think like while even if it doesn't have lyrics like that music doesn't have lyrics but it takes you back to that place where you were when you're studying so a soundtrack for your Bible study is a great idea, and I hadn't mm-hmm. thought of that in that way before, but yeah, that would like be a, yeah. a fun idea, yeah. Well, we know that, you know, we've asked you all this question before on the podcast because we are the Marked podcast, <laughs> but we thought, how can we ask us a little differently yes. this time? And so we thought, well, what, I mean, you've mentioned some hymns, some songs, but <laughs> has there been the song that's kind of marked you in your life? Jennifer, I was I'm debating. I mean, I'm this, debating too. You I can mean, say I know more than one. I think I'm going to land, but <laughs> yeah, which one are you going to? I don't know. That's I'm trying. I'm thinking on the fly here. I mean, and that, but that's the beauty of it. There's so yeah. many different moments that you can look mm-hmm. back to. They so mark before, you for different. They seasons. do, and mm-hmm. that, so before I answer, and yes, I will answer, but <laughs> you, that's the beauty is you hear a song, yeah, and it takes you back to a certain point in your life. Whereas if you had just read a verse Mm. at that point in your life, Mm. maybe you would remember that. Maybe you would hear it and go, oh, I remember that was really Mm. meaningful back in here. But you know when you hear the song. Yes. That, oh, yeah, that was. So there's not one I mean, I don't have one. Oh, come I, on, girl. you got to well, come up with one. Okay, so can for I come up? Do you I have a up, COVID can one? I, well, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> but I should. Can I do a modern one this, and an old one? Yes. Can I yes. Do, two? do two. Okay. Yes, you can have two. Okay, thank you. All right, good. So I'm going to do, so I'm going to say Here I Am to Worship was mm-hmm. a marked one, mm-hmm. partly because it's so connected to the Amazon for me. Yeah. And I don't know how, but that song that Tim Hughes wrote got all the way down the river. And so I could go and I learned it in Portuguese and I could go to all parts of the jungle. And if there if there was a church there, there was a good chance that they knew that song. And there was something about that that was really moving for me that I could sing that, uh, you know, in, in a church services in the West and then be. I, in a village in the middle of truly nowhere and we could sing that in Portuguese mm. that was really cool yeah. for me so that has kind of marked me that particular song because of that yeah. and then I would say I would say one of the hymns for sure and maybe maybe I'll just I could pick probably one of ten but I will say maybe Great Is Thy Faithfulness mm-hmm. I do just love that song it's and so good. I love how the hymn writer incorporates the things that we see in nature Mm. you know summer and winter and springtime and harvest i mean here we are in this like unprecedented season but those things have been precedented those things have come and they have been around and so there's this faithfulness that we see of god but then also um just the other parts that talk about the 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 theology of what he has done for us Mm -hmm. in christ so yeah i would i would say that that was a hard question i know It's like picking your favorite child if you have more than one. (laughs) Feels a little unfair. I already feel like it's Connor. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Connor with the OR. Okay, well, it is well with my soul's obvious because that was Mm -hmm. just where the Lord taught me the truth before my soul understood it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He just gave me the place to Mm -hmm. land. Um, But I think during this season, too, there's been a couple. She she got two. Can I have three? (laughs) Sure. Go for it. All right. Do you remember um, Easter during the pandemic? Yes. And in Italy, outside one of the Duomos, I'm sorry, oh, I don't remember. Yes. I, I, 
when Andre Brutticelli, did I say his name right or yeah. wrong? I think that's right. Okay, it's thank close. you. It's close. I apologize if not. Yeah. <laughs> when he sang Amazing Grace, mm-hmm. I just... It struck me in such a deep way. I think it was because it was this universal understanding. Our world feels like it's crumbling apart. And mm. God's grace is still amazing. Yeah. And he sang it in in Italian and then he sang it in English. Mm. And so that really marked me that day as this, like a stabilizing force. But then I've been playing over and over and over um, for the last many months. Chris Tomlin's Is He Worthy? Yeah. Mm. Because I Mm. love the call and response of that song. Mm -hmm. You know, do you feel the world is broken? We do. Mm -hmm. But then you get to the end and it's like, but is he worthy? He is. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a triumphant reminder. So that has marked me on my bad days, especially. I'll just play it really loud. Alexa, (laughs) she knows what to do. I don't even have to tell her. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. We played that at my church early Mm. on in the pandemic as well, just because it is such a we do feel very much that the world is broken, but we're excited, looking forward to the hope of tomorrow and he is worthy. And so we're so glad that y'all were on this podcast with us. It's so fun to like get to have a conversation with face to face. And, um, and so we're excited about that. And we know y'all have Bible studies out. We'll put things in the show notes, all the Bible studies and albums and all that kind of stuff so that everybody can find those. And we're so thankful that you are here today. So thank you so much. This is great. Love you guys. So fun. <laughs> so fun to be able to do this together. I know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It makes it easy. We'll see you next time. Bye. Well, this episode was recorded at the Lifeway Women Live, which was a digital event. But normally at our regular events, we love to have the opportunity to like lift up some organizations that are doing a lot around the world to help women and children in need. And one of those organizations is Compassion International. Um, If you listen to our podcast, you've heard us interview Elizabeth from Compassion and Lillian from Compassion. And so we're always excited to get to just get some behind the scenes looks at that. But we also want to make sure that you're aware that you can sponsor a child through Compassion. Absolutely. It's super simple, isn't it, Elizabeth? Yes. And we really would like for you to go, if you're... If you'd like to find out, you know, information, you can pick a child, all of that. You can go to compassion.com slash lifeway, and that will take you directly to our page, and it'll give you some options of of different girls. And the support that you give, it's $38 a month, and it includes medical checkups, which often can save their life, nutritious food, health and hygiene training, and educational assistance. And most importantly, they get to hear about Jesus Christ. And so this is a way that we can be gospel-centered and that we can proclaim the gospel to to children who may not hear about Jesus. Yes, and again, that is compassion.com slash lifeway. And you can see some familiar faces there um, with their sponsored children. And so that's just a really fun um, thing to see and just hear about their relationship with the children they sponsor. So compassion.com slash lifeway, sponsor a child today. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us. 
You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.